Good morning, good morning, Father's House. My name is Matthew. I'm the youth pastor here at Father's House. And today we are going to be carrying on our conversation about new covenant promises and how to encounter God. See, on Monday, Israel spoke about a a verse in uh, Jeremiah. So we're going to be going through a few verses. So if you're the kind of person who does verses, please put it down in the comment section in YouTube and on Facebook, and then uh, we can read them together. I'll be starting in Jeremiah 31, chapter 31, verse 33 to 34 in the Amplified. And then we'll go on from there and I'll tell you where we're going. But um, in preparation for this um, so this uh, series or in, in this, this conversation, I've been trying to figure out why um, God forgets our sins. He is a forgetful. He, he Once Jesus died on the cross, all our sins were counted for and atoned. And now we no longer stand under this burden of sin and death. And it is the most incredible promise, but something that I feel like... I sometimes don't often hold on to. I sometimes let sin bear me down, things that I've done wrong, things that I've let people down in that I feel like might be something that is going to prevent me from encountering Jesus. How do I get over that? And we're going to start in Jeremiah 31, 33 to 34. It says this in the Amplified. But this is my covenant, which I'll make with the house of Israel for those days, says the Lord. I will put my law within them and I will write on their hearts and I will be their God and they will be my people. And each man will no longer teach his neighbor and his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for know the Lord, for they will all know me through a personal experience. For the last, for the least, from the least of them to the greatest, says the Lord, for I will forgive their wickedness and I will no longer remember their sin. See, this is a new covenant sets us free from the burden of sin and death but it also allows us to walk in a life full of abundance. As Dean spoke about yesterday, in John 10, verse 10, in the Amplified, it says this, the thief only comes to dis- in order to steal and destroy, kill and destroy. I will make, I came that they may have life and have it in abundance to the fullest until it overflows. See, Jesus is that bridge from death and sin into life and life in abundance. And in order to live that life and life in abundance, we can't hold on to our burden of sin and death anymore. In preparation for this sermon, uh, in, t- in this devotion, I found this really cool, interesting story about um, the forgetfulness of God. And uh, it starts with a nun. And it's not a joke. I know people are there. I'm waiting for Mike to comment there and tell me his joke. But this nun started seeing visions of Jesus. At the time that she was seeing these visions, there were lots of people that were getting quite a bit crazy with the um, expressions of how they saw Jesus and how things were happening at the time. But there was an opportunity and this lady saw it and she said, I've been seeing Jesus and I need to tell someone. So she goes to her leader at her church and says, listen, I've been seeing Jesus and I want to just have a conversation about it. I am nervous and I want to just fix it. So the leader of the church gets hold of the bishop. And the bishop comes through, and he comes to visit this lady. And he says to her, I hear you've been seeing Jesus, as many people do, I guess. And he says, tell me about this. And he says, no, well, he just comes, and he visits me, and we talk. And he's like, okay, well, a bit skeptical. And he says, fine, if you are really seeing Jesus, do me this favor. When you see Jesus, ask him this one question. 
Ask him, what were my sins that I confessed at my last confession? And he left. He went away. Ten days later, the lady phones back and says, um, I've seen Jesus again. Can you please come and see me? And the bishop comes through, and he comes and he visits her within the hour. And he says, uh, looks her dead in the eye, and he says, do you remember what I asked you the last time you told me you saw Jesus? Did you ask that one question? And she said, yes, I did. And uh, so he sits down with her, and uh, she sits down and says, so what, what did he say? And he leans forward, waiting for an answer, a bit of anticipation and nervousness. But um, she takes him by the hand and she says, this is what he said exactly. I cannot remember. And it's so powerful. You, you don't think about it too much, but like the things that we carry in our hearts for other people and things that are burdens and sins that we've addressed to other people, they no longer have the weight that we think it does. Because if we are in of, not of the world, but in the world, then we work out God's grace over our own lives. And letting that fear of sin and death over us to fall, like, fall away is something that we walk in under the banner of Jesus. <clears throat> in Hebrews 8, verse 12 to 13, it says this, uh, for I forgive their wickedness and I'll remember their sins no more. By calling this covenant new, he has made the old one obsolete. And what is obsolete and outdated will soon disappear. Again, in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 19, it says this, For God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against him. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. See, Jesus came to reconcile man with God. And all the old sins and, and um, hindrance between us and God is now done and dealt with. In Romans 8, verse 1 to 3 in the King James, excuse my <coughs> King James voice here. Um, this isn't uh, <laughs> my best English, um, but there we go. Uh, there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in flesh. See, Jesus had to come in the presence of man and walk with man as man, holding nothing uh, not sinning in any way, being an unblemished lamb, ready to carry the sins of the world on the day of the cross. See, everything that I thought would disqualify me from my um, heaven-bound life is gone. Every sin has been counted for and been found done, sorted. And in my last um, verse for the day, is Hebrews 10, verse 18 to 23 in the NIV, it says this, Sacrifices for sin is no longer necessary. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence in, to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way opened up through the curtain that is his body, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with a full assurance that faith brings, 
having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from the guilty conscience and and having our bodies washed with pure water, let us hold unswavingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. God is a faithful God and he made a way for us to, to connect with him again. And sin used to be that barrier. We were kicked out of the garden for it. But now when Jesus came, there is no longer something that can stand between us and God. When we talk to God in prayer, when we um, call upon his name, we say, our father, someone who is close to us, someone who will look at us even when we are wrong and still love us. So this new covenant, I hope, is something that comes in time for you, comes in time for me um, as on Tuesday, uh, in preparation, in prepping for this message was actually quite hectic because I was prepping for the message for next week, but uh, we had a few miscommunications and um, here I am. But I'm really happy about that. But on Tuesday morning, my laptop was stolen out of my car. And it's just how the sin that somebody else does, does to me will be forgiven. I can't hold anything against anybody else because my sins have been forgiven. And sometimes my sins, I feel like, are, are more sins than, than most. But it is all being accounted for and all been placed on Jesus. When he died on that cross and he rose again three days later, he became the God I needed to usher in the way between me and God. And I am so grateful for that. So today we are going to pray and uh, then we'll go on our merry way for our Thursday. Let's pray together. Dear Lord, we just thank you so much for your new covenant, Lord. We thank you that you took the time to make a commitment to us, a commitment that sometimes we feel like we fall short of, but you are the Lord who has made a way. You were there in the desert, and you'll be with us in the mountains as we celebrate your goodness and your glory. So Lord, we just pray that every sin that we've been carrying in our hearts or every burden that we have on our shoulders, Lord, that you'll be taking it away. You say you yoke us with you, uh, a yoke that is easy and light, Lord. So let us be in your presence and be yoked with you, that this burden of sin can no longer be over us and no longer take our thoughts and our plans away as we push to work for you in Jesus' name. Believing this all in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen and amen. Thank you.